Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Cryptids in Your Backyard. This is a podcast about cryptids, paranormal activity, UFO sightings, and anything that is strange and or unusual. Now, I realize that it's been a long time since we've had put out a podcast. We just had to take a break over the summer because we're so busy. And we're still pretty busy, but at least we're finding time to do this again. With the weather changing and, you know, the nights are growing longer. The days are getting shorter. So. Less time to do things. More time to do things at night. <laughs> Instead of being outside working in the yard or doing whatever until nine o'clock at night and then you're exhausted and don't want to do anything. And plus Molly was off to college. Yep. She's living the college life now and you're in the early college. Yep. My co-host Ella is here with me and Hello. she is in the early college. Yes. So I know you guys missed us and I'm glad that we're back. I was on an episode of Mystic Tea if you want to check them out, they're on all the podcasts. It's called Mystic Tea. And we talked about cryptids and other things. It was fun. It was a fun episode. But tonight, tonight? I have so much to tell you guys because there's been so many strange things happening around here. Very, very weird. Strange and unusual. Strange and unusual. And um, remember, you could check us out on Instagram. And I do the Madison County Bigfoot Organization on Facebook. And we also have a Facebook page, which is very rarely posted on. Posted on. Instagram is the main is the main thing. If you want to contact us, you can contact us through that. Or um, you can email me, Jeffrey Jameson at protonmail.com. But if you reach out to me on the Instagram page, I will definitely get back to you. If you have uh, seen something strange and unusual. If you've seen a UFO, if you've seen a ghost or have experience with ghosts or anything like that, just let us know. And we will definitely get in touch and have you on the show. So here we go. I got some new UFO news. Everybody knows that they um, Congress had met on Monday the 31st about UFOs, the latest defense intelligence report on UFOs to be made public soon. And this is from Routers. This is one day ago. So let's see what it says. Now we know what came out after the Halloween, um, after the Halloween meeting about UFOs. They were they're saying that most UFOs are space junk, like balloons, weather balloons, um, just stuff floating around in space, or they are Chinese surveillance drones. We are told that, but they still have upwards of 200 cases that were not that were not explained they couldn't explain away so but let's see what this says um november 3rd routers a declassified version of the latest u.s defense intelligence report on ufos rebranded in official government parlance as unidentified aerial phenomenon is expected to be made public in the coming days but UFOs, UFO enthusiasts hoping for the government to judge any of the hundreds of U.S. military sightings under scrutiny as, visit, as visits by extraterrestrial spacecraft are likely to be disappointed. The most recent incident under review are attributed to a mix of foreign surveillance, including relatively ordinary drone flights and airborne clutter, such as weather balloons. 
The New York Times reported last week, citing U.S. officials familiar with a classified analyst that was due for delivery to Congress on Monday, October 31st. Many of an older set of unexplained aerial phenomenons, or UAPs, are still officially categorized as unexplained with too little data analysts to draw a conclusion, the Times said. There is no single explanation that addresses the majority of the UAP reports, the U.S. Defense Department spoke, spokesperson Sue Gao said in a statement this week. We are collecting as much data as we can following the data where it leads and will share our findings whenever possible. She said the U.S. government must take care to avoid revealing to foreign adversaries sensitive information about what America intelligence knows about their surveillance operations and how that information is known. It remains to be seen what the UAP report says, if anything, about whether any of the phenomena might be of alien origin or even some kind of highly advanced hypersonic spacecraft flown by foreign adversaries. A spokesperson for the Office of the Direct Director of National Intelligence, the ODNI, the agency responsible for submitting UAP assessments to Capitol Hill, declined to comment on the contents of the report. The Intelligence Office performs its analysts in conjunction with a newly created Pentagon Bureau known as the AARO, short for the cryptically, cryptically named All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, the ADARO, the ADARO, AARO. Hmm. Okay, so moving on. The first such defense intelligence UAP report to Congress in June 2021 looked at 144 sightings by the U.S. military avatars, aviators, I'm sorry, dating back to 2004, most of them documented with multiple instruments. That study attributed one incident to a large deflating balloon, but found the rest to be beyond the government's ability to explain without further analysis. Senior defense intelligence officials testified to Congress in May of this year that the number of UAP, UAPs officially cataloged by the Pentagon's newly formed task force had grown to 400. At that time, they said analysts lacked any evidence suggesting any of the sightings were of alien spacecraft, but most of the UAP reports remained unresolved. That's crazy. That is crazy. Um, among those were video released by Pentagon and enigmatic airborne objects observed by Navy pilots exhibiting speeds and maneuverability exceeding known aviation technology and lacking any visible means of propulsion, propulsion, See people, I I kill I I still can't speak, so so just 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 play along. <laughs> okay, so uh, any visible means of propulsion or propulsion or flight control surfaces, in many cases, observed phenomenons are classified as unidentified simply because sensors were not able to collect enough information to make a positive attribute. Go said, G it's. Is it go, gough, G-O-U-G-H? Like cough is C-O-U-G-H would be cough, right? So is it gough? Gough? I don't, I'm not sure. I hope I'm not pronouncing that wrong, right? <clears throat> I probably am not. I probably am pronouncing it wrong. So, and we're a little bit rusty. You know, we haven't been on since June. So it's been a few months and now we're just, 
getting back into the swing of things. Um, she also said, we are working to migrate these shortfalls for the future and to ensure we have sufficient data for our analysts. The forthcoming release of the latest Pentagon, Pentagon assessments comes after the first of its kind panel organized by NASA opened a separate parallel study on October 24th of unclassified UFO sightings data from civilian government and commercial sector. And that was reported by Steve Gorman in the Los Angeles in Los Angeles, editing by Leslie Elder for Routers. So that's it. I mean, um, you know, there's a lot going on, but I think they're giving the public too little. They, they're not telling us everything. They're still keeping a lot of secrets. I understand a lot of the reason can be because of um, because national secrecy and stuff like that. You know, we don't like they said we don't want to let foreign other countries know what we know about UFOs. So it's always going to be kept secret from us until the day comes when the aliens arrive and they introduce themselves to the common people and everybody freaks out. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Ella? Is that going to happen? Yes. When do you think it's going to happen? In June. In June of this year? Yes. What makes you say June? No, are you? 2023. Oh, uh, June of 2020. Yeah, we're already past June of this year. June of 2023. So what makes you say that? Uh, Are you a seer? Do you see into the future? No comment. But you know. I know things. You know things. I know things. You know things. I know things. Okay, so do you want to start with your story first? Yes. Ella has a dogman story because okay. it's going to relate so much into what we're going to be talking about tonight. It's loading. Okay. Let me go to the top. Oh. Okay. Are you ready? I am a bit rusty. And not good at reading out loud, so deal with it. Deal with me. My bad. Deal with me. Okay. We do deal with you. We deal with you every day. Yep. Okay. <laughs> man claims he was stalked by terrifying dog man. Monster in Australia outback. This is Ooh, it's no from Australia. Yes. This is November twenty second, twenty twenty one. New York Post. Oh, there's even little photos. Wow. Okay. A man has bizarrely claimed he was stalked by a terrifying dogman, monster in the Australian outback, and even says he has picture proof. I'll send you the picture. The fisherman. Yeah, send me the picture. Yeah, the fisherman called John wildly claims he was left petrified for a month after encountering the supposed half dog, half human creature on two separate occasions. Speaking on the Believe Paranormal and UFO podcast, the Aussie insisted he was followed by what he has branded a dogman and claims he thought he was going to be killed. John was, John was fishing from his kayak on Boxing Day last year when he s says the first incident happened. I noticed that every time I took a stroke with the paddle of my kayak, whatever this thing was, it was taking a stride to each paddle I was taking, he said. I stopped for a bit, and the sound stopped in the brush bush, too, and I thought it was a bit odd. So I took off paddling again, and sure enough, as soon as I started to paddle every stroke, this thing would take a step. 
So whatever it was, this thing was following me. It wasn't a coincidence or anything. It was more of a stalk. Freaked out John took a snap and claimed he captured the dog man on camera. The creature I actually got it the creature I actually got it in the photo. What I think it is, I've spoken to a few people and I reckon it's a dog man, he added. After that I couldn't go back to the area to check it out by myself. I was petrified for probably a month after it. I was waking up in the middle of the night and seeing this creature in my dreams. Although he was petrified, John once again returned to the bush for another fishing trip and says he heard a a bit of a bang, followed by the sound of someone or something running. As it was running, it was smashing trees out of the way, he added. I don't know if they were breaking it or hitting them, or was hitting them. You couldn't see what the bush was like because see what the bush was like because it was so thick. John said the dog man then started to roar as he spent ten minutes trying to escape to the safe escape back to the safety of his car. And there's a photo right there. A little thing. Oh wow. There. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah, I, send me that that photo. Yeah. I'd never heard anything like it in my life, he said. It would roar and then it would take a breath in. But then the breath it was taking was actually louder than the roar it was doing. This creature just went to another level and it was crazy. I could hear in my head something saying, go now or you'll die. It wasn't my own voice, my own coincidence. It was something else. That 10 minutes was probably the longest in my whole life. I thought I was going to be killed. I had no weapons, didn't even have my fishing knife, no phone service. Despite his out outlandish claims, John has insisted he's not barking up the wrong tree with the with his suggestion of a dogman existing and fears someone could get hurt. I'd heard I heard about it, the dogman, and thought it was a joke, but actually I've had encounters with it now and it's terrifying, he said. I wouldn't be putting my myself out showing these photos if it wasn't if it was fake. Or I didn't know that there was actually something there. That's the main reason I came forward. I'm worried that someone's going to go missing or get hurt, and I'll have it in the back of my mind that I should have told someone about it, about that. This story originally appeared on The Sun and was re reproduced here with permission. And that is the story. Awesome. That was a good Dogman story. Dogman is everywhere. He's crazy. He is crazy. So, he's everywhere. Thank you for that outstanding story, Ella. That was a sad high five, but it was still a high five. Yep. It was a sad one. Excuse me. Um Okay, so it's been a it was a strange summer. We had or I had a lot of people come up to me and tell me things that I saw, things that they saw. And this was back in one weekend in July, I got a call from a couple of younger people that they were sitting outside in downtown Hot Springs, but they were sitting by the railroad tracks in a parking lot by their car. Mm -hmm. And they're just talking. And it was about one o'clock in the morning. And a strange occurrence had happened. They saw a large, well, there was, it was a male and a female. And when the female looked over, 
towards the railroad tracks, there was a large wolf-like creature staring at her. Just staring at her. And she met it. She stared right into its eyes. And then it got up it, or then it started walking down the tracks. And they grabbed the flashlight and tried to follow it, but it was gone. So they came back. And then about it, they're still in the parking lot talking. And they're talking about what just transpired and what was going on. And then that same exact spot, there was a large deer staring at them where the wolf was just standing there staring at them. And, you know, we don't have wolves in this area. No. So it was very strange. Very, very strange. Very, strange. Um, very they were very scared. And um, so after that, the deer had kind of, kind of just left and walked down the tracks. And then a few minutes after that, a man came around the corner um, wearing only like pants. And I think he was wearing a, they said he was wearing a butt, like a button up shirt, but it was open and you could see his chest, no shoes, bare feet. And uh, was kind of acting strange. And then he walked off to, he said he was staying at the campground, which is where they, these creatures would have been seen, not in the campground, but that railroad track runs right, right, not through yeah, the campground, but right on the edge of the campground. Yeah, you can get into the campground from right there. So after talking to them about this and um, everything they saw, and they also talked to a psychic medium about it, and we all got together, and we believe that it was a shapeshifter that had attached itself to the female from a while back when she was going through some stuff or visited a cemetery or something that they were fooling around in, like they're doing a seance or something in the cemetery, maybe from what I understand, what I gathered and that, so it attached itself to her and there was a cleansing done and they haven't seen anything like that since, or she hasn't had any experience, but just yesterday I was talking to her and, or a couple days ago. And she told me that, um, that something, cause they stay in a small cabin. She said there was some sort of bipedal creature standing outside their window. They said they could tell it wasn't a deer because of the ruckus that it was making. And she said they felt like it was bipedal. Um, they could hear it through their window. And when they got up to check, it was gone. So I thought that was strange. They never did see it. Um, so that was one story that I heard, right? And then that that same weekend, I got a call or a message from a friend of mine who lives by the river at the end of the river, end of the road. And he told me, he goes, um, his message was, you'll never guess what I saw last night. I saw a tiny alien holding an orb down by the river. And that was the same night as the shapeshifter and I was like, okay, that is really strange. Yeah. He said, yeah, it was holding an orb. It was wearing like a black cloak. And it was like, he said it looked like the, the orb wasn't lighting up or anything. But he said it looked like he was praying to it. So that was his story. And then 
that next day I got a message from a friend who lives um, maybe a half hour from here, maybe about 20 miles or so. And she was telling me that something has been slapping her house and it slaps it three times up really high, higher than anybody can reach it. They're on the second story because like the first story is a basement, but built into the mountain. So they stay up like on the second story. Yeah, like our house. And But she said that where it's hitting at, off of that ground, it would be like 15 feet because they can feel exactly where it's been hitting. So um, she said she was talking to her neighbor about it and told her what happened. They were scared. They didn't know what it was. So she talked to her neighbor and her neighbor was like, well, you know, we have a, a hairy man in the area. And she didn't know. And she was like, really? She's like, oh yeah, I've seen it. So her neighbor had seen the hairy man, but the lady I was talking to had not seen it yet. They're just getting the slaps on the house. And she had invited me to come over and investigate it and stay the weekend out on her property to see if we can find anything. And um, that's still up in the air right now. So we'll see what happens with that. If we're gonna stay or if we're gonna go and do that. I think it would be exciting to do a nice investigation piece. Um, I know other people that are interested in going that wanna go and I just think it would be great. So with that being said, oh, and then um, a couple days later, I got another report. Somebody asked me if um, I believe in the not deer. And I was like, I said, well, I've never seen one, but I don't, you know, I don't doubt it. And he goes, well, I seen a really strange deer making really strange noises and it scared this person and they had to leave right away from where they were at. So they, they just saw this weird deer thing and then they left, left the area, got away from it as quick as they could. And then I was, um, then I just the other day, I heard that um, the owner of a new restaurant in town and part owner of a new restaurant in town and the owner of the Iron Horse wanted to talk to me about something that he had saw the other night. So I finally ran into him last night. He was working at the new pizza restaurant in town and um, he pulled me aside and he goes, I have to tell you what I seen. Now this is a businessman. He owns two successful businesses, the Iron Horse Station and the and the Inn. And yeah. now he's part owner of the new pizza restaurant. And he told me that, um, picture this, you're, if you're driving through the town of Hot Springs, it's a two lane road. Um, it will take you, the speed limit's 20 miles per hour. We do not have a stoplight. If you go straight through town, you'll end up heading towards Spring Creek. If you take a right, you'll end up heading towards Tennessee. You take a right at the gas station. So there's only two ways you can go once you get in. Um, and he's, he lives out towards the Tennessee way. So he was driving home one night and he took that right at the corner where the gas station is. And he said, coming from behind the gas station was a giant wolf. 
He said it was bigger than a bear, bigger than a a wolf, bigger than any dog he has ever seen. He said it looked like a wolf, it, but it was on all fours, but it was big. It was bigger than a bear. Could you imagine how big this thing was? That's huge. Yeah. Um, I want to say he said it was dark in color, if, I, if my memory is correct. He said it was dark in color, but it shook him up because, of course, he didn't know what it was. So he was driving past. He said he saw this thing um, shoot out from behind the gas station and was running across the street like after he had passed. And so he turned around. He pulled into the medical center right there past that little uh, like strip mall type thing, but nothing's really in there. And he turned around and drove back and he said it was gone. He said he, he didn't see it again, but he just like, he said it looked like a giant wolf. It had the snout, it had the, had the pointy ears, uh, bigger than a bear though. So I thought that was pretty impressive. And of course, you know, we have the story from November when last November, when our friend Christine was visiting and saw, well, she wasn't our friend then, but she became, we're friends now, and saw a dog man on her way back from Marshall coming. It was kneeling down in the street, almost like it was just there and it got up and walked off. So that's going to lead me to my next story, which I'm going to tell you right after this break. All right, and we're back. I hope you enjoyed that message from our wonderful sponsor. It is so great. Who is our sponsor, Ella? Um, Do you remember that ad at all? No. <laughs> Were you not paying attention? What ad? The ad that was just that we oh, just yeah. played. The ad was for chains. Chains, chain gang chains. 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 Everybody needs a good chain to chain up the dog man. Okay. <laughs> so carrying on. Um, now I am going to tell you about my own personal sighting of a dog man in the area. Imagine this. <clears throat> You're driving in your car. You're leaving Hot Springs going up over Hot Springs Mountain heading towards Marshall, right? It's dark. It's stormy. The time is 842. The date was September 11th. I was on my way to pick up my daughter. Um, I was meeting, meeting um, her and Marshall to pick her up from a friend at the local grocery store. Just as I'm coming up to the corner, I was going probably about 45. I come around a bend about maybe a, a quarter mile out of hot springs. I have my brights on. Like I said, it was dark and raining. It was pretty close. And on the right-hand side of the road, which would be, um, I, you know, I'm driving on the right-hand side of the road. This creature is on the right-hand side of the road. It looked like he just crossed over the guardrail and was heading down the mountain towards Pump Gap which is a trail down there. And there's also an abandoned um, recreation center with abandoned bathrooms and abandoned, um, there's a covering there, you know. So that's where he was heading. It was gray in color. 
in, I'm going to say it was about uh, between seven and eight feet tall. Mm -hmm. But they get up to 12 feet, 10 to 12 feet tall. That's what I was told when I talked to some experts about it, that it was just a child, that they believed it was a young one. But it was gray in color and it blended in perfectly like with the trees around it. It was, like I said, it was heading down the mountain. I could only see because it was in the brush, but I could tell he was going down. And what was this creature? A dog man. Pointy snout, pointy ears. I could see, you know, almost probably down to its waist, its hands or its paws were at its side. It wasn't like swaying them or, or grabbing out onto any of the trees around it. It looked like it was firm-footed, had absolutely no problem walking bipedal and walking down the mountain. Had no problem. Like, I would have a problem walking down that mountain because it's not on a trail and it's not on anything. Yeah. But this creature didn't. Um, the, the whole sighting lasted maybe three seconds. It scared me because i never seen anything like it. Um, the one thing that I thought was kind of odd was it seemed very slender. But when I look at myself in the mirror, I, I, I seem slender too. So, but I couldn't make it out. There was nothing strange about its eye. It didn't have a red eye. It seemed to have dark eyes. But it yeah. It that glare. Like, you know, when a cat, there's a, like a light. That it did not have that. It didn't have a glare, which is weird. And I had my brights so on. Well, the cats have those like reflectors in yeah. its eyes so you could see them. It, this thing did not have, it was just dark. When you see a raccoon or something in the road, you see the little eyes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, like I said, it was gray and it looked like it was glistening. The fur was glistening because it was wet. Like, because it was raining out. And, but it never once looked in my direction or acknowledged that I was there. And I say when I drove by it, I must have been maybe 10 yards away from it. And I just watched it and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. It was so, so strange. Well, yeah, as I was driving, I had, um, a can of seltzer water, you know, I think Waterloo or something. Yeah. And I was, uh, I was shook it up so bad. I picked it up and I took a drink and I went to put it down and my hand was shaking and I dropped it right on the floor. I was like, Oh my gosh, it was, uh, it really, really shook me. And this is the, um, including my friends from the other night. I think his took place last week in the middle of town. Um, another, friend of mine has seen Dogman on a couple locations or a couple of different times in hot springs on hot springs mountain the same as i have but i think hers was up higher maybe and then we interviewed christine last year or last november about her sighting that took place in marshall which is really about 10 miles from here yeah. less than that if they were just going through the woods and stuff so that's four Four people that I have that I know, well, I mean three people, including and then myself, that have seen a dog man. And I wonder why, why they're so, so, um, so prevalent. What what draws them to this area? Yeah. Where are they coming from? And it's funny. So after I had my sighting, I was listening to Dogman Encounters, and I haven't listened to him in a long time. Vic Cundriff's Dogman Encounters. And I was about the third episode in, I think this is a September, 
the episode was put out on like September 3rd or, or uh, August 30th or something, but it was a man that had seen Dogman when he was a child growing up in Spring Creek. And he talked about how um, Spring Creek ran into the French Broad River in the town of Hot Springs. And Spring Creek is not far from here. It's, um, it's about 11 miles up 209 to get there. It's just a very awfully windy road to go on. And he had seen it three times as a child. I, I want to say he saw it when he was 10, 12, and 15. So if you, you can go and listen to that episode, it's a good episode. He shares a good story. And it's funny because I knew all the places that he was talking about, the swim, the secret swimming hole and all this stuff where he had an encounter. So how long has this creature been here? But when I got in the car and like when you told me, mm-hmm. you knew every single detail. You knew where it was. What it, like you, uh-huh. you told me every single detail Yeah. in, in your voice. He's like. I, I knew I could take you to it right now. I knew exactly where it exactly. was. I know. Um, voice that you, yeah, you were I knew exactly where it was heading, where it would be at. If we were to go walk that trail down in Pump Gap. <coughs> I'm not walking that trail. Um, I know. How many times have we hiked that trail? A, a lot. I know. You I wonder how many. I know. I wonder how many times, um, because th- that gets a lot of hikers through there. It's a popular trail. It's not like some. Popular trail. Some. Um, People live down there. Off the map. People live down there. People live close to to where it is. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I had, I have a friend that lives right like down the there. To yeah. So uh, the next day I had messaged him and told, asked him if he had seen anything strange down his way. And he said, no, but it was, it was amazing. And like I said, I wonder why they're here. And I wonder what made it so prevalent that I would see it. Did I kind of manifest myself to see this thing because I have been talking about it to people? Uh, or other people have come to me and told me their stories about it. And now it's like um, open up to the possibility of an actual dog man existing in the area. And then when you actually see it now, Christine said when she saw it, hers was dark, was more black. And I think that's what Gary was more black. So they might have seen the same one and there must be different ones that are living in the area or other people believe they come and go through portals. So they could be coming through, um, they could be coming and going through portals, which is a possibility. I don't know. Isn't there portals around here? Well, they say there are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There are portals in the area, but they say they come and go in and out of portals and they have absolutely, they don't want anything to do with us as humans. That's why they don't acknowledge that when, when my brights shined on them, he didn't turn his head like anything else would have turned his head and looked right at me, right? Yeah. Mm-mm. Not this critter. It just kept on going. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I was totally freaking out. But you, like, acknowledged it, right? Right. I wonder if it knew that you acknowledged it. Like, it knew. Maybe. And it was just Maybe like, it oh, did God, acknowledge I that I saw it and it decided not to do anything. I wonder if it was like. I don't know. Maybe it just doesn't. Maybe they just do want to be left alone. They're like, okay, we're here. We're not going to bother you because yeah. it, it seemed like it was determined to get somewhere. Oh. And that's the last, that's what Christine said when she saw it. And that's what my other friend told me. They never acknowledge 
like Christine said, she came pulled around with her lights on it. It never looked in her direction. It was just walking across the street or if she said it was crouching down and got up and walked across the street, never acknowledged her, never acknowledged the, her car coming, never acknowledged, acknowledged her headlights. So I don't know. I think it just tells me that, that these creatures are, are here for some reason, but it doesn't have to do with us as humans. Maybe they're here hunting. I wonder, okay, because we're so populated with deer and other animals, I wonder if they do come here and hunt and we never find the remains because they take it back with them through the portal. Yeah. That could be. That could be. That could be. So I had my own dog man encounter and it scared me. It scared me like, I guess we have that fight or flight in us. And if I came across a dog man again, like if I wasn't in my car, <laughs> driving oh, past it, I, I, I would be running the opposite fighting. way. And uh, so talking to people about it and talking to people who, who know the area are just like, you know how many times I've hiked that? I hike down there or I hike that section or I hike that area. Yeah, you know like how it. many, yeah. You know how many times I go in there with by myself and it's like, you went in there by yourself. Oh uh, well, yeah. I used to go all the time, but usually, I mean, depending on the time of year, you'll find other people down there. Like I said, it's a well-known trail. Sometimes that parking lot down there gets filled up and you can't go on it anyway. So that's, uh, that was my encounter. Um, it was strange. It was unusual. It was unusual. It was scary. And I just wonder why. I, I, I constantly wonder why now. Every time I drive past that location, my eyes are drawn to it. Um, it didn't affect me like... I'm not worried about it. I, I would go hiking in that area again. You know, I'm not like, is it really going to come after me in the day? You never know. But we I, did I hear the about way. That kayak story. Huh? We did just read that kayak story. Oh, I know. That's day. true. But um, I'm, I'm just wondering because of the fact that it never acknowledged that I was, I was yeah. there looking at it. So. You were talking about how they might be there hunting how that guy was getting chased by it mm. it could be mm -hmm. hunted yeah yep yeah so until something happens um i don't know of any missing people in the area no. i haven't heard of any any missing people or anything like that are you having fun knitting yes <laughs> ella's over here knitting while i'm this story she's having a good time here in the studio here in the studio with all of our collections it's looking pretty good okay do you have anything to add nope I had my story that I looked up and that is the story oh nice and then I had um, I did have another UFO sighting that somebody had told me about a friend said they, uh, a friend of mine was up watching the meteor shower. I don't think I talked about this on the, on the last, on our very last episode, <laughs> but him and his wife were out on their porch. Oh, it was okay. late at night. Maybe you did. No, I think you just told me. Okay. Um, cause I think it was over the summer when he told me when that meteor shower actually happened, I believe it was in like July or 
or August. And he was watching the meteor shower, him and his wife on the back porch. And um, they, he said they were averaging one meteor like every 20 minutes. So he, uh, so she fell asleep, his wife fell asleep. And after laying there, he started to doze and he's like, okay, let's go in. I guess it was around midnight maybe. And so she, so she got up and was standing up and walked off of the blanket that they were laying on. And he started to pick up the blanket, right? And she's like, oh, my God, what is that? And so he looks up and he said it looked like a star or satellite, but it was moving closer and closer overhead. And it, as it was, it was getting bigger and bigger, but elongated like a cigar. And the whole thing was was a light. And he was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And he said, again, the, the whole thing lasted maybe 10 seconds. By the time you think about, he's like, by the time I thought about pulling out my phone to get a picture, it was already over. It went, Shoo. yeah, he said it was really, really strange, but it was really cool. And he was really glad to see it. So crazy. with that being said. Remember, if you have seen anything strange and or unusual, if you've seen a dog man, a Bigfoot, or any type of weird creature, say something. If you've seen something, say something. Drop me a line. You know, reach out to me on the Instagram or email me at email me at jeffreyjameson at protonmail.com and I'll I'll get right back to you. If you message me on the Instagram, I'll get right back to you. And that's going to wrap it up for us. Do you have any closing words? Um, dog man. Dog man is your closing word? Yep. Yeah, this episode was all about dog man. All what? about dog man. Puppies. <laughs> Puppies. Puppies. <laughs> That's my history teacher. <laughs> That's your history teacher? Yeah, there was a photo. And it was, I think it was... The British shooting onto the France, onto France people. And he was like, they're shooting innocent people and innocent puppies. And there yeah, were puppies so said, in it. There was a little dog in the photo. Oh and no! He goes, and they're shooting innocent people and little puppies. <laughs> oh, and they're shooting little puppies. Oh no! Well, that's Sad not times. good. Sad times. Sad times. That was in the revolution. That was oh yeah. Either I think the, the French, French or British Revolution. Okay. One of those. I think the French helped the United States they did. during yeah during the and revolution. Was crazy. Mm -hmm. The taxes on paper. Mm -hmm. Every piece yeah. of paper you stole had to have a stamp on it from the British. Really? Mm -hmm. That's ridiculous. And if not, you had to go in jail. If really? You bought it, and if you sold it without that stamp. Wow. Yep, because of taxes. That's crazy. That's crazy. I'll probably forget about it in like two weeks. <laughs> Not gonna lie. <laughs> no, I think the knowledge is up in your head now. Now I probably won't forget about it since I said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's stuck in your head. I'll never forget my, my dog man sighting. It's stuck in there forever. In the puppies. We're playing with some puppies. <laughs> puppies. All right. Until next week. I think we can do another episode next week. Hopefully. Hopefully. Good episode. Thank you for listening. You. Please check us out on the Instagram. Uh, that's on the basically ground. the only social media thing that we're on. We like that. We, we love Instagram. We love Instagram. We love posting on it. 
But until we talk to you again, I hope you all have an awesome week. Take care.